0: Welcome to This Is Calm and It's Doctor. I'm your host, Tanner.
1: And I'm Monica, and this is a Carbon of the Minds podcast.
0: Okay. Um, oh my gosh, I didn't write down the name of this episode, but I know it's LDSK. <laughs> uh, episode 6. LDSK, um, starring Mandy Patinkin, Thomas Gibson, Lola Gladini, Shamar Moore, Matthew Gray, Goopler, A.J. Cook, Christi- Kirsten Bangsness, <laughs> and um, there's quite a few guest stars, but yeah. I just picked uh, Thomas Lumberg Jr., who plays Officer Scotty McCarty, Marcus Giamatti, who plays Dr. Barry Landman, and Timothy Omundsen, who plays Philip Dowd. <laughs>
1: If you grew up in, like, the early to mid-2000s, you know exactly what giggling because this man has a pot of gold. <laughs> okay, I guess I should explain to some people who haven't seen it. Um, this man played a role in the movie The Luck of the Irish, the iconic Disney Channel original movie. He played the villain, <laughs> and boy, did he do it well while he was Irish step-dancing, and stealing people's lucky coins. <laughs> um, You're after me lucky charms. You might also know him from Psych, but his true, <laughs> his true claim to fame is from The Luck of the Irish. And I love this episode every time because of that, but you know, that's my, that's my Pouring out
0: for the decoms.
1: Yeah. Um, And then I completely forgot to look
0: up what McCarty was from, because he didn't look familiar. Oh, yeah, I didn't look him up, um, probably because he didn't look familiar to me. I mean, he looked familiar in the way that, like, he looked like a cop. Like, I feel like a lot of cops look like him. Um, he also kind of reminded me of, like, Mayhem from the-
1: is it Allstate? commercials or oh yeah that's the guy who was he was the the guy from svu the one that dated olivia yes yes
0: yes um my dog is trying to ruin my life okay so the episode opens god i hate the name of this city and i'm sorry To oh i hate it too
1: because you're in in illinois why are you des plains in illinois Des. See, that's the thing
0: is I can't. <laughs> the thing is like, it's. I want to say plane Yeah, me too. Like, because that just seems right. Mm-hmm. But then I know it's not. But then you say the S in Des, but not in planes. It's not Desplanes planes. You know it is. It's Des. Pl- it's
1: des planes with an S. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I. That's what I heard JJ say. Oh, I thought it was Des Plains.
0: I, Whatever. I, I, sorry I to you guys. It's dumb, so I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a figure it thing out.
1: For a place <laughs> in a state where you don't pronounce the S. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois, Des Plains. Okay. You know what? Figure it out. What language yeah. I'm speaking.
0: Oh, God. Um, so it opens in a park in that city. And <laughs> 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 there's a bunch of people out recreating, if you will. Um, just, you know, flying kites, playing football, running around. Um, sorry if I sniffle a lot mm-hmm. in this, but it pans to a person aiming his gun. Like, you could see through the scope, and then a shot fires, but then, psych, it's Reed in the shooting range. Gun
1: range? Yeah. Shooting gallery? Yeah, probably gallery. Um, and he's with Hatch,
0: and they're working on target shooting hated that the target was human shaped but I get it given their jobs (laughs) um and so Hotch is giving him just like breaking it down into like three simple steps and he asked Reed what he did wrong like why he he didn't make a good shot and Reed said he didn't follow through and we find out that he is nervous because he's getting ready to take his gun certification test the next day and he told Hotch he barely passed the last time
1: so then it it's probably because he closes his eyes every time he shoots, from this point to the end of the series. <laughs> I can't count how many times I've seen Spencer with his gun out, with his eyes closed, going like, pew, 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 and I'm like, ah. All right.
0: That's like me when I kill a spider. <laughs>
1: yeah, my eyes
0: closed. <laughs> um, so then it cuts back to the park, and a kid is running from his dad with a football. He's not like a young, young kid, mm-hmm. um, but probably like 14-ish and he's running and then he turns around and sees dad laying sprawled out on his stomach not moving and he's like that's not funny dad come on haha because he thinks like his dad's just being a poor sport so he goes and he's like then he realizes his like dad is not moving even as he's calling him out for the joke and he goes and he's like dad? Dad? (laughs) Come on dad it's not funny and then he flips his... dad over and sees that his sweatshirt is just covered in blood um flipped
1: him over with like just one finger touch like (laughs) i swear somebody was at that man's feet actually flipping him over because he barely (laughs) touched the man and he physically rolls all the way over onto his back
0: i was like he was on a wire (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) um so then we are like the point of view shifts and so we're watching the same scene you know the kid discovering that his father's bleeding through the scope of a rifle and then a gun fires. But it's read again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he takes a lousy shot and Hotch makes a very sexist comment and says, did Elle teach you that?
1: It's Shut up. It's because the shot went through the groin, but it's still stupid. Mm. But it is because he shot the male situated the, or the male presenting figure right in the groin And so it was supposed to, it was early two thousands funny that women <laughs> like to shoot yeah. men in the penis. <sighs> um not doesn't uh doesn't age well.
0: No. Um so Reed said they're gonna take away his gun and Hotch comments that profilers aren't required to wear carry guns anyway and Reed comments, yeah, and yet you carry two of them. And Hotch bends down, takes his second gun off of his ankle holster, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, makes a couple perfect shots. And then Hotch tells Reed that Gideon had told him that you don't need to carry a gun to kill someone. <laughs> Reed says he doesn't get it and Hotch assures him that he will.
1: <laughs> really? Because I still don't.
0: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Even when they, like, make this point again later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, it's the next day, and Elle comes in and says that Reed failed his gun certification, and Gideon is unbothered, it's like, no big deal, he can retest in two weeks, and Ellen, and Gideon say, okay. don't mention it, because he'll be embarrassed, and they both kind of, like, pointedly look at Morgan, and Morgan's like, I well, won't, I won't, but then as soon as Reed comes in, Morgan teases him for it, and hands him... Uh, whistle, just, like, a coach's whistle, mm-hmm. and tells him that, you know, if he gets into trouble, to blow for help.
1: He's such an ass eh. in this episode. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> not...
0: Such a jerk. It's
1: not, It's not like, funny. It's not, like, hot. It's just, like, why did you make him be such an ass? Like, is that... I don't yeah. know, is it funny to some, It's not funny to me. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. mean.
0: Especially because, like, it's not... Like, there are some things that are, it's okay to joke about, but, like, Reed is clearly very sensitive about okay. it. Um, so then JJ comes up and she tells the team that three victims were shot from a distance at a park and Des (laughs) plane whatever and Elle said a sniper? And Morgan's like we don't use that word and uh, JJ right right (laughs) and JJ explains that the public perception is that the FBI doesn't have a good record with snipers and Hotch adds, plus the snipers are professional marksmen, which these guys are not. He said that they call them LDSK, long distance serial killer, which has been lame from the first time I heard this <laughs> ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Um L asks you yeah, sorry.
1: So I looked it up. Um, yeah. did a quick little Google. It is Des Plains. Des Plains. Which okay. is so dumb. Stupid. Illinois figure it's, it out. I mean, I'm not surprised that it's a real place, but it's definitely not a real place I ever heard of. And even with it being a real place, part of me wondered if they were just pronouncing it wrong, but they wholeheartedly are not. It is Des Plains.
0: But like, Des Moines is Des Moines. Yep. Whatever. And Illinois is Illinois. (laughs) But, so Elle asks how many long-distance serial killers they've caught using a profile, and Gideon says none. So then it goes to the title sequence. Um <laughs> exactly. Um so they're I g I didn't they, I don't know if they were at the round table or on the plane. I don't know. I think but they're, my next
1: note is the plane.
0: Okay. So they're on the plane. And then I had to rewatch this about fifteen times because I kept getting the numbers confused. I think it's been two weeks, three shootings and six victims. <laughs> I
1: hate when they do that.
0: Uh, I was like, ah. <laughs> um, one was at a shopping center, one was at a community center, and one was at the park that we saw at the beginning. Uh, there's no obvious link between the victims, and all the park victims have survived, but they don't remember anything. And one victim has a bullet lodged in his spine,
1: I but the search surgeons... is. Was... Sorry, I think I think it was six victims because there was three at the park alone
0: yeah and okay then, yeah okay two weeks three shooting six victims yeah um <laughs> so one victim ha- from the park has a bullet lodged in his spine but the surgeons can't decide if it'll be safe to remove um they note that without witnesses or evidence the profile will be all they have because really the only ballistics evidence they would have would be the bullet if they can remove it from the guy's
1: spine did you see jj and spencer sitting next to each other on the thing?
0: Ah, oh, no! <laughs> Didn't notice. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> typing too furiously.
1: It's yeah. I definitely <laughs> coming from episode five. Definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Um. So
0: then, there's the opening book unquote from Gideon, who says Nietzsche wrote, "The irrationality of a thing is not an argument against its existence, rather a condition of it."
1: <laughs> yeah right I just, um... one day
0: we'll get to one that really hits me and I'll have stuff to say mm-hmm.
1: I was <laughs> watching that show. Day. I was watching season 4 today and there was one that I was like you know what that is a good one but like the yeah. first season
0: <laughs> the one from when JJ left yes. I used to use that legit as a Facebook status <laughs>
1: <laughs> um um cause I'm cool <laughs> I watched the Megan Kane episode today and I fall in love with her every time oh my God. like I just uh, <laughs> bleeding heart for uh, that woman that's
0: what you said season 4
1: yes season 4 it's like no, two years from now we'll get to yeah, it yeah <laughs> right there's like um, it's like a three or four episode window where it's just like um, like that and like demonologies right around the same time I don't Mm -hmm. watch that episode. That's a skip for me. It's a
0: hard skip for (laughs) me. So they talk about how there's no standard profile for LDSKs because they're so rare, but they are always male. They usually have military or law enforcement experience, and they pretty much all contact media to relive the experience and take credit because they don't have that connection with victims that, people who kill in other ways do so that's their way to like connect to the crime um they mention here the beltway shooters also known as the dc snipers also Mm -hmm. known as um john muhammad john l muhammad Mm -hmm. right i wrote Mm him and lee boyd malvo Mm -hmm. um if you haven't listened to the podcast you're wrong about they did maybe like three episodes on the dc snipers amazing incredible they did such a good job can't recommend it enough
1: um Can get back in the i literally the only one i've been listening to is what uh, what did you do with uh charnel and Eve oh
0: i've never listened to that
1: it is um they're both black and um it's they have a good amount of episodes so just connect, they just they just came easily than the latest but it's one of my favorites like I fall asleep listening to it sometimes which is like it's like a little messed up but like my dreams are already messed up so literally I'm like why do I keep
0: having stress dreams and fall asleep to like (laughs) buzzfeed unsolved true crime
1: every night because
0: Shane Madej is my emotional support white man
1: (laughs) oh god that's funny
0: um so Gideon says that sometimes when building a profile what an unsub doesn't do can tell you as much about their behavior as what they do do for instance he doesn't kill them he lets them live he shoots them in the stomach and hotch says well it depends on if he lacks the skill to make the headshot or the will to
1: make it Mm -hmm.
0: and so the team arrives at the park
1: the transition take- from the picture of the park to the park was unsteady as shit. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I was like, I see what, like, this is the third episode. They've done a picture to a live event, trans- like, uh, transition. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just like, that wasn't it. <laughs> <That's> it.
0: <laughs> um, So Reed said that if the unsub is just aiming to wound then he would be a sadistic killer um, and a powerful scope would allow him to watch the suffering from a distance and then we cut to the hospital I got a little bit confused throughout this episode of like who was part of the police department mm-hmm. and who was part of the um, hospital staff but there was an argument between doctors one was the chief of surgery and as a trauma specialist and the trauma specialist, mm-hmm. um, and and the then- trauma specialist
1: I always wondered, what was the um, occupation of the one who makes the decision for them? Like, the woman? I, is she, like, the board?
0: Like, I say maybe the executive director, or the I, president of the hospital? I know, like, the hospital here has, like, like, a CEO.
1: Who could override the chief of surgery? Like, right, like because those people decision, are, thing. yeah, those people are, like, paperwork people, people. Like, they're not usually people who should be making the decision medically over, you'd think the chief of surgery would have the final say on something like that
0: yeah um so marcus giamatti dr barry mm-hmm. landman he's the uh, trauma specialist
1: if that and... last name sounds familiar it's because <laughs> he is the older brother of um paul giamatti right mm-hmm. is that his name yep i can't believe i blinked on that last second when he's iconically the little blue man in the little blue car <laughs> have you seen that no. you haven't no it's um liar not liar liar but um oh, big, big fat liar. liar yes that's, that's him I, yeah that's him he's the oh little my God. He's the guy comes. he's like I heard I was picking up a little blue car they didn't say anything about a little blue <laughs> man <And> like, my, <laughs> my mom has quoted that since the day she heard it <laughs> Oh my god! I haven't seen that in so long. That's it's hilarious. It's <laughs> a funny movie, but this guy is Paul Giamatti's uh, older brother. Um, and once you like learn that, as the more you watch it, you're like, yeah, I can absolutely see their face. <laughs> I wish I had said Paul Giamatti with confidence, but <laughs> We're okay. Past um, yeah. So he's
0: the spe- the trauma specialist. So Gideon introduces himself to both, and the uh, um giamatti trauma specialist mm-hmm. land Min. <laughs> he's got 73 mm-hmm. names um was like <laughs> i don't shake hands you understand like really i'm like, just mm-hmm. annoying arrogant. about it yeah and um that's what i wrote super aloof and arrogant very,
1: very uh hair. so they're like lo- <laughs> not the a great look a choice. it was like very like it, they With it's dog. like they typecast like it's like late Spencer reed him and like the um footpath killer they all have a very general vibe like and scraggly and yes yeah
0: um so they're all looking at X-rays of the bullet lodged in the spine of the victim and the chief of surgery says there's a chance the patient will be paralyzed if they try to remove the bullet and the trauma is specialist says it's your opinion and he says with the right surgeon there is no risk which doesn't feel right to me it feels like there's always risk but whatever Gideon explains that forensically the bullet would give them at least the rifle type if not more ballistics information and he said the rifle type would be very significant to the profile and the trauma specialist says he knows he can perform the surgery safely so they cut back to the park without any decision officially being made um, and they're standing around a handicap designated parking space and Hotch looks down and notes that it couldn't be further from the entrance to the building and that it has a line of sight to all three victims and the flagpole so if the unsub was there he'd be able to factor in wind speed and direction by watching the flag um, Hotch said the unsub has come, must have come here before the shooting decided it was his spot and then ensured it would be empty when he came back by spray pay- painting it as a handicap spot
1: I think um. that's one of the smartest things that they've done as, like, in unsub development, is, like, this guy made his own handicap thing so nobody would be there, so if he could come back and see the wind and his... Like, that is one of the most, like, well-thought-out plans they've had thus far. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the most smart, I guess, in unsub Well, it been.
0: shows that, like, it's not just some moron with a gun, it's someone who's trained mm-hmm. in sniping <laughs> and oh. long distance shooting
1: another thing that I noticed at the very, I shouldn't mention this at the beginning but the guy who was taking the shots had a little dot on his trigger finger, did you see that? no, I didn't notice there was like a little dot right below his knuckle on his trigger finger and I don't know what it was but I know that it's significant and we'll get to why but that is something of note, there was a dot a, like I don't know if it's like pinched flesh from some part of the trigger but there is specifically a dot, like, an indentation in his finger on his trigger finger. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Um, Hotch guesses that the unsub is shooting from his car, um, that way he'd be able to get away quickly. He says he's not a sadist, but a sociopath.
1: (laughs) Sorry. I think this is when they do the, um, the montage of like how the guy is shooting like he flips down his license plate and he shoots through the license plate
0: yeah that's an image that's I wanna say it might be later but I'm not sure
1: so the thing that makes me giggle about he's shooting from his car to get away fast how is he getting from the trunk back to the driver's seat
0: that's a great
1: point (laughs) like is he shimmying on the seats and then like does like you know how awkward it is to get from the front seat like from the back seat to the front seat and you're doing that from the trunk
0: Especially as like a grown man, I'm five foot one, and it's not easy,
1: right? <laughs> hm. Like I know this guy's a leprechaun, but that's not the right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Um, L
0: says, "Is that what I jump to next?" Yep. This is where I'm jumping. <laughs> if I'm the sunset su- unsub, why am I shooting between two fifty-five and three fifteen in the afternoon?
1: Oh yes, and get.
0: and gideon said that uh there are fewer cops on the street then because it's shift change between the first and second shift so for you know ella's like well wouldn't that mean twice as many cops because of the overlap but uh gideon said no because for the first hour of shift you're at the station for roll call and for the second or yeah the second the last half hour last half hour of your shift you're back in station doing paperwork so they said people outside of law enforcement wouldn't know this, and I said, "Except now we all do." Moa,
1: exactly. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, look at you giving away cop secrets."
0: I know. I'm like, I'd love to know if that's true. Right?
1: Um. Why is... Zoom is asking me if I'm playing music. Is my voice melodious? <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, that really threw me off. It's like set up professional audio in audio settings. <laughs> I'm a singer. <laughs>
0: um, so, then we're... The trauma surgeon comes in, and, like, with a lot of swagger and attitude, hands Gideon a little baggie with a bullet in it.
1: He mic drops that bag.
0: Yes. He literally... That's exactly it.
1: He, boom. Yes. Boom. Mic drop, but a bullet Mike, in a bag.
0: So annoying. And Gideon asks how the patient is, and he's like, he'll make a full recovery, just like I said he would. Like, God. And then he turns to leave, and I think he winks at Elle on the way yeah, out. Yeah, he does. Gag. He
1: absolutely does. Ugh. My favorite part of this scene is Gideon telling them to get the bullet to Garcia. For what?
0: <laughs> For what? Is she a ballistics expert now? Is she gonna, like,
1: <laughs> is she gonna upload a picture of the bullet somewhere? Like, like is Anyone know that... what this
0: is on Reddit? Reddit? <laughs>
1: Thing. You think that that would go to like the crime scene techs, like not,
0: yeah. not your technical analyst? Who's... Hi. <laughs> Who is calling Morgan? Ah. Leading into my next ah. thing, blah, blah, blah. and and they're being very flirty. And Garcia said she has good news and bad. And then before we get that, it goes to Hodge and Reed talking to the detective and suggesting that the shooter could be a cop. And she was like, Well, it could be army. And they're like, eh. And then Morgan says, Could be Marines because of the bullet and the gun that's used. Um, and then they realized that with that training, the fact that he's wounding them and not killing them is intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, so what Garcia had been working on was like a geographical profile, which is funny because that's something Reed does in later episodes. Yes. It's like a very Reed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, she needs more information basically to come up with a geographic profile. And they are like, Well, what does she need? Basically she needs more crime scenes, and hot just like, Well she's gotta get them. He has something to prove. Hotch's
1: uh. is so weird. Like he doesn't have like that cuff thing at the back of his neck, but it's very poofy on top. And it doesn't make sense.
0: It's very bellies. Um, so the next scene shows a couple at lunch and they're talking and all of a sudden the woman is like I don't feel very good I'm gonna go to the ladies room and she stands up and you can see that she's been shot in the stomach and she's bleeding so her partner jumps up and um, more shots ring out so three more people have been shot so
1: you know the little girl that screams
0: in the scene oh my god that was a little gratuitous
1: why is she wearing a poncho with two braids yeah it wasn't raining was it and it was like it was like everyone else is in like like nice like springer somewhere, and she's in like a full poncho, like a beige poncho with two braids. Like it's a Kenel Gender photo shoot or something. Like I, <laughs> I was like wait, because it looks it it looks stereotypical. And well, that's it's probably I was probably wearing that. Place.
0: Yeah. They were just like, she's a kid, see? like how she's dressed.
1: It was a oh. weird design choice. Because it, like, it just transports you into a whole different world when it's just her screaming.
0: Like, yeah, like... that was an odd shot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, three people have been shot again, uh, non-fatally, and he's also crossed jurisdictions again. Um... So, JJ tells the police their profile's not ready to release to the public, and that doing so could get people killed, but they are telling it to the police force, and Hotch tells them they're looking for a veteran who drives a vehicle large enough to shoot out of, but not large enough to be noticed, probably a sedan, uh, someone who works out obsessively, they're never without a weapon, they blame their shortcomings on those around them, they likely they have no friends, are drawn to high-stakes jobs to prove superiority, and- they believe he changes jurisdictions intentionally and strikes during shift change. So they says they say this probably means he was or is currently a police officer. <laughs> did,
1: you, did you see, like, the pictures that were flashing up when he was giving the profile? Like, at one point, it was the tarot card of death.
0: <laughs> oh, well, because I think that was another reference to the DC sniper case.
1: Uh, oh! Because they
0: left it at one of the crime scenes. That was my only makes guess of why they would do that
1: <laughs> uh, and then one of them was like a guy like pointing a gun into a mirror and like flashing around and it's not the unsub and it looks nothing like the unsub it's just like look <laughs> at this guy pointing a gun in a, mirror. a guy yeah. with a gun <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um so an officer makes a joke that i didn't write down i can't remember what it was but it was just oh, kind of he like said
1: um what what's next you're gonna say he drives around in a white van Oh, that's right. Way too good of a memory with random (laughs) quotes from (sighs) the show.
0: And the cop that makes that joke is McCarty. Mm -hmm. So, Hotch said they want to reenact the third shooting. um, And then it goes to Reed telling Gideon he looks like a teacher's assistant without a gun. And he asks Gideon about what he told Hotch about not needing a gun to kill someone. Gideon said the most effective weapon they have is their ability to empathize. Killers dehumanize victims, they humanize killers. He doesn't care whether Reed carries a gun or not. And then he mentions a footpath killer, and it said he had, the shot, he had a shotgun to the back of my head. I'm here and he's not. Um, and then it goes back to the park, where they're reenacting the shooting. Uh, JJ's watching the news from inside the, like, I don't know, surveillance, mobile command center, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're broadcasting the news is broadcasting from the park and the anchor said they can confirm the shooter is believed to be a member of the Des Plaines Police Department uh JJ and Gideon asked the officer with them who could have leaked it and Gideon said he gets um contact out of the media from this and it could be a sick way of keeping the story alive and the shootings alive for the unsub um so jj asks the anchor to identify his source the guy says no gideon grabs him and starts arresting him and literally this made me so mad probably because i am the editor of a newspaper Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like um when jj's like they tell him that they consider the shootings an act of terrorism under the patriot act they can detain him as long as they need to he has no obligation to share his source with you. <laughs> like That's like, a le- That's one of his legal protections. That's why they were able to publish the Pentagon Papers.
1: <laughs> like, and we're getting this um, is an act of terrorism, but none of the other mass shootings in American history have been terrorism.
0: Especially because this isn't, like, like they they've already said that this is a serial killer like this isn't so was it like jeffrey Dahmer an act of terrorism yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know i mean like if you want to make that argument
1: it's but like, it just uh, iowa recently passed or uh, the government signed a law firm. um i should know more for being a major but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a government major um so Iowa recently signed a back the blue law, which states that they um, it's illegal to have like like have riots or unpeaceful protests. and it's I'm I'm waiting like I'm like this is gonna go to the Supreme Court because you can call anything an unpeaceful protest. like that's it's definite I see it as a violation of like the First Amendment right to assemble because they could call anything, um, like unlawful assembly and yeah as obviously as they already do like cops shoot tear gas into a peaceful protest and suddenly it's not peaceful anymore Mm -hmm. anyway that's my spiel (laughs)
0: yeah this whole thing made me so mad because the anchor had every right to maintain the anonymity of his source um and so the anchor says that all he knows is a cell phone number and so he gives him the cell phone number and this kills me. Garcia answers the phone, Rainmaker, how do you want it? yeah and Hotch just goes, It's Hotch <laughs> And I'm just like, How does she not have caller ID? Like, how does she not know which one of them is calling? He's calling from his cell phone. I
1: think she just doesn't care because later <laughs> I don't remember how much later it is, but Hotch is like, Remind me to have her drug tested.
0: Yeah, for that. Um so Hotch asks her to trace a phone number. She does. She identifies that it's from a badge bought by the Des Police Department. And she tells Hotch the phone's in the park and that it belongs to Scott McCarty. Hotch mm-hmm. asks where he is. <laughs> this kills me. Hotch asks where he is. The detective <laughs> tells him he's the unsub. And Hotch's like, yeah, where is he? And she's like, no, he's playing the unsub in so, the reenactment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when they show him in the trunk and you see his, like, USMC tattoo and he's, like, has his finger on the trigger, he has that same dot that the unsub had on his finger. Oh. That's why I was, like, so I feel like it might be specific to the type of weapon that they're shooting, Mm -hmm. um, but they had the same dot, and so, like, that's, I think that's one of the things that was supposed to convince you, like, oh, it's actually him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. however...
0: Um. So, it shows McCarty in the van, and he's watching L through the scope, and then JJ, and then Gideon, and he says into his radio, this is McCarty, what's going on? And it shows SWAT creeping up on the car he's in, because he's in the trunk. Um, so they, I guess it's like a smoke bomb, um, and they tell him to toss the rifle and set his sidearm out of the vehicle,
1: which seems unsafe, when yeah. he just,
0: like, chucks a rifle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe it's not loaded, but his his sidearm is. Listen,
1: guns scare me. Um, <laughs> if you're throwing a gun, I'm gonna be scared. <laughs> yeah,
0: it makes me nervous. Um, so McCarty says he can explain, and then he opens a trunk lid, climbs out, and is promptly arrested or handcuffed by SWAT.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, as they're walking away, he's handcuffed, they're, you know, escorting him away, McCarty is sniped right in the forehead. He gets shot. Like, bullseye. I gasped out loud so loud my dog was like, what?
1: (laughs) It's It's like like a
0: jump scare, somehow.
1: It is, but right before that happened, did you see Morgan throwing Reed onto the ground when they... (laughs) (laughs) Like, Elk ducks behind a tree real quick, and then Morgan just, like, full body tackles Reed to the ground, but, like, (laughs) only Reed, he stays standing, and it's... (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're the important one, my little child. not Um, but when after he gets shot, all of the SWAT members are like in squat formation, slowly like looking yeah. around, like they're all in a deep squat, just looking around. And it's just... well,
0: like I understand what a sniper a sniper <laughs> is like. <laughs> I understand that you can shoot accurately from a distance, but as but he's clearly in the park watching this all happen. And how he well, manages to pull his rifle in through the license plate and, like, no one sees the vehicle?
1: I feel like, do we know for sure he was in the car? Did they show him pulling out? Because that shot had to be from high ground because it got him in the temple. Or not in the temple. It got him right in the Like, it got him right forehead, in the head. Yeah. And I both have, like, Drop right? Like I think that would have to come from buzzing.
0: I have no idea.
1: I always, I, I always uh, figured it was from like the top of the building or something. Like, oh like, the no! R2 they outside. show him,
0: they show him, and they, that's when you see him pull it in through the license plate oh. and pull the license plate back up.
1: Maybe. So he's it's in his car. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, like it doesn't make I, sense I for I that
1: bullet to come from the ground level to me.
0: And the fact that he's like in a part, like he his car is in the open you can see Mm -hmm. it in the shot where they show it and I'm like how someone gets shot and a team of SWAT and FBI Mm -hmm. they can't see a vehicle I don't know Um, and also how did a vehicle even get that close while that demonstration's going on yeah Um, so Gideon makes the point that the unsub went from wounding civilians to executing a police officer and Hacha sometimes it's about what they don't do Reed said he didn't pick McCarty at random. Morgan said he didn't take the gut shot. Hotch said, why? Gideon said he wants to send a message. And Hotch says, nobody takes credit for my work. Gideon said, we know if he doesn't make contact with the victim, he makes contact with the media. And Al points out that he hasn't made contact with the media. So Gideon says then he must be having contact with the victim. But how or where? So Garcia calls and said she's nailed down the geographic profile. And it's centered around two hospitals Gideon says he thinks it's a case of hero homicide um and those types of unsubs are arrogant conceited they feel superior to everyone around them and the detective says you've just described every surgeon I've ever met <laughs> so that's when Gideon decides they should start with the trauma surgeon here remove the bullet from that guy's spine
1: so that detective I live for her turtleneck like the entire <laughs> episode I was like "Ooh, that looks so nice and soft and she's just like, amazing <laughs>
0: I liked her. Mm I'm looking
1: at her IMDB right now. Her name is Paula Newsome, and I haven't seen. Well, she's. uh, We're not doing that right now. Go ahead.
0: Um, So they get background on the trauma surgeon, and he was in the army and getting asked. If there, if there had been any blow to his ego lately and the woman from the hospital tells him that last month he was passed over for the chief surgery position. Uh, Gideon confronts the doctor who is a total dickwad <laughs> is what I wrote uh, and Gideon confirms that they're considering him as a, su- as a suspect and the guy's um, trauma surgeon said would I be less suspicious if I let my patients die and Gideon said absolutely. <laughs> so um, this guy then legitimately claims that he's god and Mm -hmm. something about his heart and his hands and would you want god holding it was a whole weird thing he's insane Mm -hmm. and then he brags about getting laid from some other doctor
1: yes he sucks (laughs) so much only one who thinks i'm a
0: god yeah he was literally just heinous i hated him Mm -hmm. um so my dog almost just fell off the couch (laughs) um so reed and hotch head to the ER to talk to the doctor who was allegedly um, sleeping with him during that time period of the last shooting to confirm his alibi. Um, Hodge doesn't think that he's his unsub because he said he's already accomplished in his field and he can only operate on one person anyway, so even if they're shooting three people, like he, he can only save one. Mm-hmm. So they realize that the unsub works second shift in the emergency room. I don't know why this made me laugh but Hodge takes out his phone and this uh, nurse I think um, was like "Um, you can't use cell phones in here and he just like puts it away I'm like dude you're the FBI tell her
1: (laughs) so my mom is a nurse um, and I was like why did they do that and she was like well they used to like they they said it would mess with the machines but she's like, like yeah it's complete and utter bullshit uh, and to this day, there are signs that are like no cell phones, but like they don't stop you anymore because like what nurse wants to be, be rated by somebody visiting someone in a hospital for losing their phone? No.
0: Yeah, and I get you don't want people just like screaming into their phones in waiting rooms and stuff. No, like, yeah, super annoying.
1: True. I legitimately was in ER with a person who was on FaceTime. <laughs> I was like, "Is it the time?"
0: <laughs> no. Um. So Hotch goes over to that nurse, and he tells her and starts giving her kind of, like, Ooh, a bit of the profile.
1: You missed something. So when they first arrive at the ER, he, he looks at a nurse and says, I'm looking for Dr. blah. blah, blah. And the nurse mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, I'll go get her. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> what? It's the guy! Oh, that the was very... a... The very that's first who... person they talk to is the unsaid. Oh, shut up! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, the fr- the person that they ask to go find, um, the nurse or the doctor, doctor, is the guy from The of the Irish. <laughs> oh. The leopard.
0: Maybe that's I didn't recognize him, and you did because you knew him from that movie, <laughs> and I uh, <laughs> didn't put those things together. But I love that. Movie um. So much. <laughs> um and so then it shows Gideon back talking to Ellen JJ, and he says that um, the trauma surgeon has the worst narcissistic personality disorder he's ever seen, but he's not the insub. So then yes. um, we see the guy. He's in scrubs and a white coat, which was confusing because I think he was a nurse, wasn't he? Was a nurse. he? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought white coats were for doctors, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> so he was wearing both. <laughs> um, and he sees the cops, and he looks very nervous, and the woman recognizes. The man they're describing, it says his name is Patrick Dowd. She Phillip. looks around. Oh, <laughs> All right, I wrote Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Only cetera, I'm fix that I'm going to keep saying. Still <laughs> Dowd. Um, she looks around, says that he's working, but she, does, she doesn't see him right now. So Reed walks away to tell Gideon, but Dowd clocks him with a rifle and starts shooting. Mm-hmm. He says, nobody moves and nobody dies. So Hotch puts his gun down and the unsub takes it. He yells at Reed to get up and get over with Hotch, and Hotch tells the up that Reed's not armed. So Dowd makes a security guard zip tie Reed and Hotch before zip tying himself, and like like their cool. hands together in Did front you of them. See
1: when Hotch picked, like when Hotch originally picked up his gun to like be like stop, put your gun down to the guy, he like lifts his shoulder up to his ear like he's trying to hold a phone between his ear and his shoulder. <laughs> whenever he has his gun up, and it's just like this. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> I feel
0: like I hear the whole episode and I don't see it because I'm writing
1: <laughs> yeah that's how I felt with um, episode 5 I and mean,
0: that's how I'm gonna feel with episode 7 but I've seen episode <laughs> so many times that I feel... um so he makes Hotch and the Ansa makes Hotch and Reed sit down and asks what kind of FBI agent doesn't carry a gun so Reed explains he's a profiler that's how they found him And Hotch is being really hostile to Reed and tells him, go ahead, genius, tell him, but get it wrong and he's going to kill you when, um, Dowd asks for his profile and, like, what they know about him. So Mm -hmm. Dowd asks Hotch, Hotch tells him, you know, you've killed eleven people, he's Mm -hmm. shot eleven people. He hasn't killed eleven people. Um, (laughs) He's shot eleven people and he executed a cop in front of FBI agents and he knows he plans to go down in a hail of bullets. so we find out that Dowd was military and police before he got his nursing degree and he's kinda bounced around hospital to hospital.
1: He had an army ranger's tattoo when he was getting yep. it done
0: from his cabinet. Um, so Hotch this I'm gonna sorry in advance. So much happened so fast and it was so hard to write it all down, so I did it. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna get as much as I could write uh- down
1: simply i can fill in the gaps
0: yeah so hatch tells them to let reed barricade the door and the unsub is like why would you want to help me and hatch says you know they knew he was in there and armed and they sent him in there with an unarmed kid who can't shoot his way out of a wet paper bag <laughs> he said he was set up and he doesn't want to make it easy for them because he's pissed he's so he's acting like he's mad at his colleagues and like he doesn't he doesn't care. He knows he's gonna die, so he does. He might as well make it their lives harder because it's their fault he's in this situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so they use sh- the, the people that are in the ER as a barricade, so that when the cops bust through, like when they hear the gunshots, and the cops bust through. There's gonna be some casualties in the just. Um, there'll be like some uh, casualties in like, civilians and um, like the hostages. So that he's like saying, like, well, if we do it this way, then they're gonna have to live with that for the rest of their lives. Like so he's trying to seem very, very like aggressively angry towards everyone that's outside and like he wants to like ruin their lives. And so he's like very hiding himself for the Mm-hmm.
0: And kind of clearing that up in case anyone didn't like get that's what Hotch was doing, Gideon is then outside of the ER explaining to the SWAT team that it's all a game, they need to play it, and he explains that Hotch and Reed have his profile and understand him, so hold off on storming the ER. And They tell him that those guys have three minutes.
1: So... Just, <clears throat> that made me laugh, because it was, like, this whole speech that Gideon had, and then the guy's like, we'll be ready in three minutes, so they have three minutes, which means they didn't <laughs> change his mind at all. They were gonna yeah. be ready in three minutes anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so Hotch tells the unsub they took away Boy Genius' gun because he failed his qualification test. He said he tutored him and he failed again. Hotch um, is giving the unsub basically more advice and the unsub says, you're one sick dude. And Hotch says, how do you think I found you? <laughs> it was awesome. uh,
1: at one point he says that Reed's been ruining his life for the past three, three and a half years, <laughs> which means yeah. Reed's been at the BAU since Since he was 21. Since he's
0: 21. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought the same thing. Um, and the the guy, the unsub, is, like, eating it up. <laughs> he just loves it. Living in it. And SWAT, you see SWAT's getting ready to enter the ER. So Hotch asks the unsub for a favor. He said um, he wants to kick the snot out of the kid since he probably won't be getting out alive. And the unsub is like, okay, go ahead. So Hotch hits Reed and knocks him onto the floor. He starts kicking Reed repeatedly in the stomach, and Reed grabs his leg. Hotch yells, let go! And Reed lays on the ground coughing. But that's when the unsub looks down and sees uh, Hotch's pant leg, where he can is like kind of ajar, and Mm -hmm. he can see that there's like a holster. And just as the unsub realizes that and lifts his gun to shoot them, uh, Reed shoots the unsub directly in the forehead. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. And so then they're out in the ambulance, and Reed's getting checked over and stuff, and Hotch tells Reed, you know, nice shot, and Reed said, I was aiming for his leg. <laughs> that... Which I never knew how much of that was a joke and how much was serious, because that's frightening.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, to this, like, it still frightens me. I'm like, okay, okay, continue, because I'll say, after what you say, I'll say what I have to say. <laughs>
0: um, so, this whole actual conversation is really good, and um, Hotch, you know, said, I, ho- I wasn't sure if you knew what I was going to do, what I was doing. And Reed said, you know, as soon as you moved the hostages out of my line of fire, I realized what you we were going to do. And he said, you know, I hope I didn't hurt you. And <laughs> Reed tells him of, you know, how he was like a boy genius and a little kid in high school and he was bullied and whatever. And he's like, you kick like a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Morgan comes to check on Reed, make sure he's okay, and Reed hands him his whistle back.
1: Because Clutch said he passed his qualification by taking the shot the shot in which he was aiming for the thigh and hitting the head that's a pass for you I,
0: I don't know how much of it was a joke I can't I didn't he didn't deliver it like it was a joke
1: nope sure didn't
0: so um and then on the plane Gideon asks Reed how he's doing and Reed says you're right you don't need a gun to kill somebody which makes no sense because Reed just yep. killed somebody with a gun yep so um but he says but it helps <laughs> he um tells Gideon he knows he should feel something because he just killed a man and Gideon said not knowing what you feel isn't the same as not feeling anything Gideon said that
1: and hit me like hard <sighs> like <laughs> I was like ooh mm, as someone with <laughs> a host of mental illnesses I was like <laughs> wow that was profound
0: <laughs> I, it was and um, Gideon said, when it does hit you, there are three facts you need to know. You did what you had to do, and a lot of people are alive because of what you did. And Reed said, what's the third one? And Gideon says, I'm proud of you. Aww. Dad. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, and I have the end quote, which I don't know when it was delivered. It was at the very end, and it wasn't Gideon. It was Hotch. It was Hotch um shakespeare wrote nothing is so common as the wish
1: to be remarkable it was like right at the very end i wouldn't say but i i did write um well i didn't write that but i it was like i think that was the first time it wasn't gideon um Uh,
0: so that was episode six yeah Yeah. (laughs) ldsk which i always want to call lisk like long island serial killer Mm -hmm. um but it's not ldsk long
1: distance serial killer um, <clears throat> I'm I, have, dry. I have no fun facts about this episode outside of. Um, uh, Luck of the guy. Irish? <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, I've looked up his name three times in that movie to see what it is, and then I. I'm gonna lose it. Um, His name is Timothy Omanson, but in Luck of the Irish, his name is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seamus McTiernan. <laughs> And the luck of the Irish um, is Ryan Merriman, who was like the it boy oh, yeah. for yeah. Disney Channel. Have you seen the luck of the Irish? I'm sure I did. But Can we watch like... it after we're done recording? <laughs> oh
0: my god! I don't know what time is it. Uh, don't worry about it. Maybe. Don't maybe. worry about the time.
1: I, <laughs> I need to, I it's it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Like it's so. It's, the largest stereotype that you could imagine for Irish people, like the premise is this kid doesn't know where he, his family comes from because his family won't tell him. Like his dad is like, "We're from Iowa" or something like that. Like they're white people, and he's mad that he doesn't know how white he is. Um. <laughs> what
0: is his name?
1: Uh, Kyle Johnson. Um, oh,
0: well, to be fair, that is a very <laughs> generic white man name.
1: Um, so he has like this um. This, like, school project where they're supposed to find out where their roots are from and all this stuff. And um, he has, like, he's known for being, like, the luckiest boy, like, ever. Wow. What's and, that like? Right. And um, he ends up going to this festival, this, like, Irish festival, and there's step dancing, and he's wearing his lucky coin. And then, when he like, uh, then all this bad stuff starts happening to him, and he eventually realizes his lucky coin was swapped. Um, at the Irish place, and so he lost his luck. But when he lost his luck, coin, that was his family's luck. And so his mom starts to turn into a leprechaun.
0: <laughs> so it was just luck keeping her human?
1: I don't, I can't explain it. I, we just have to watch it. It's, it's it's like, it's up there with the 13th year as one of my favorite oh. Disney Channel original movies. Oh, I'm a Halloween town
0: bitch. Okay. I own all of them. On I. DVD.
1: I'm friends with Marnie on Facebook. <gasps> Shut up. Kimberly like before, J. before. Yes. The like OG before,
0: Marnie before they swapped yes, out with Sarah Paxton in the last one. That made one? me
1: so upset. And like, like you don't notice. That's a good, like ho- the final Halloween town is a good movie, that's but it's so not good. her. And that yeah. sucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I like that one a lot. Did you know that she has been
0: in a really long term
1: relationship with the guy from Calabar's the movie? son? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my they, God. It, they, it was a reconnection they weren't together from the movie they like reconnected after the fact and then <sighs> um, Marnie and Cal yeah um, and then did you see all that drama about um <laughs> Moe's from Ned's Classified making fun of black people dancing and then yes celebrating her friend doing the exact same dance um people around that time were reposting Kimberly J Brown just doing the dance along with them like Marnie knows her place and I was like <laughs> Ah, oh, Marnie. Um, my one of my other favorite Disney Channel Origin movies is Smarter House.
0: Oh my God, Smarter was so good. Yeah, it was like, and that was before Siri even existed. Yeah. So,
1: and it was that's crazy. the mom from um, Married with Children. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Wait, yeah, Married with Children. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? There was the one with the motocross twins, uh, yes. where the girl like cuts all of her hair off so she can compete as a guy in motocross. It's like win. Mulan, but yeah, motocross. <laughs> <Cross>. <laughs> um, man, and then just Ryan Merriman was in some good ones. And then there was that skateboard one with um, the guy from Lizzie Mcguire, Gordo, Marjorie no. Thomas the one the she brother? was like in love with oh ethan craft yes oh my god
0: there was a boy i went to college with whose name i can't even remember he was on the soccer team he was my year perfectly nice person but he looked exactly like ethan craft and everyone just called him ethan craft and <laughs> to the point where i don't remember his real name
1: <laughs> what was we um, just seriously fine what that movie was called because it was one of my favorites and there was like I think it starred a girl who was like hanging out with like the skateboard pad maybe it wasn't me. no it wasn't me he was a, he was in a something called life is not a musical the musical <laughs> the guy who played and craft
0: he um what was it what's that show that olivia rodrigo's on high school musical the musical the show or whatever is like that something what insane
1: from? brink yeah it was called brink oh yeah and it that. wasn't um it wasn't wait isn't that Ethan? Even... no it's eric von detten oh
0: is hold on i know exactly i can picture him is he yeah. from
1: i always thought that he was love interest in lizzie for some reason but he has those, like, uh... Oh! He's from Princess he's Diaries. He's from Princess Diaries. Yes! I always, like, specific... I have just, like, these memories of him with giant lips.
0: Yeah. The eyebrows and the hair. He does have a very Ethan Craft
1: look, though. He does. Very, um... hot boy my Oh my god, he's Sid from Toy Story. Shut up. Eric von Detten is Sid. Oh my god, I love Sid. Uh... Yeah, and he was in an episode of Bones, too. Hmm. Um, but the movie that I was thinking of was called Brain. It's a skate party Hmm. movie.
0: What was that one with the two girls that played basketball?
1: Ooh,
0: I, yeah. That was a good one, too.
1: Aren't they twins? Yeah, basketball twins. Um, double teamed. Yeah. Heather and Heidi Oh, based on the life story of professional identical twin basketball players, Heather and Heidi Burge. Hmm. Didn't know it was a true story, that's cool. All of this tangent we went on. <laughs> a
0: Disney Channel movie. <laughs> Let's watch a Disney Channel
1: movie. That's I just I don't know that any of them can top thirteen here.
0: Oh my god, Camp Rock, that was a good one. Cheetah Girls, I just brought up a bunch of uh, Cadet Kelly. Classic. Get a Clue.
1: Get a Clue was my thing. I was obsessed with that movie, and um, Mr. Sheffield plays the bad guy in it, and there's a scene with him that literally really? gave me the chills.
0: Mr. Sheffield, like, from the nanny?
1: Yes, he's the bad guy in, um... Oh my god, I don't even remember that. Get a, get a Clue is a good one gotta kick it up oh my god si
0: se puede si se puede I say say that to my dog all the time because he's part uh, he's part chihuahua so I figure he speaks Spanish because he's Mexican so I say si se puede it means yes we can huh
1: oh my gosh I just try to encourage his roots
0: yeah I just want him to be in touch with
1: his roots huh this has gone wildly, of course. We're still recording. This I is per- <laughs> wholly a conversation I pre- <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> I pretend I speak Spanish to my dog because he's 20% chihuahua. <laughs> but I took seven years of French in high school. <laughs> I have
1: but I wish a, I like, could speak Spanish. Well, I need to learn. I want to be a teacher in California. It's honestly a of me not to learn. Yeah,
0: I wish I could speak it. I watched Jane the Virgin and was like, I could I could do this. this. (laughs) Um one day when I was commuting home from Boston, I was waiting at the like for the commuter rail and I'm just standing on the platform and this woman comes up to me and she like looks into my soul, like looks at me, like she's just willing me to understand and asks me a question in Spanish. And somehow she's I guess she's magic. But I understood what she was asking. She wanted to know which platform she had to be on to go to Providence. <laughs> and I was able to like tell her which one. And I was just like, How did she do that? <laughs> <laughs> How did she just get me to understand her in Spanish? Telepathy. All that Jane the Virgin paid off.
1: <laughs> I can I took Spanish for two years in high school, so I can done do a little bit. Um but I can uh, I can pick up certain verbs still um, but I can't keep up with a native Spanish speaker
0: mm. my problem so when I went to Spa- when is when I was in Spain <laughs> my only basis for like understanding foreign language was French because that's what I took in school and so spanish is pretty phonetic and french is not you pronounce like three out of every seven letters <laughs> so like that was how i was pronouncing words oh. in spanish when i tried <laughs> to read them and it was very very embarrassing um, <laughs> but i learned a lot while i was in spain <laughs> about how to speak spanish That's funny. Uh. i was like Some girl had to help me order a coffee, because I was, like, struggling, and they had no idea what I was trying to say. And she was like, did you just get here? She's like, I've been here for a couple months. She was from, like, Texas or something. (laughs) I was
1: like, thank you. Um, I remember the one thing that I wanted to talk about this episode was the fact that MTV Cribs is back. I'm so happy.
0: (laughs) Oh, not related to this episode of Criminal Minds. (laughs) Not with, just.
1: Not at oh. all. Just in the, the end the end part of our show where we talk about anything. Yes, yes. MTV Cribs is back.
0: Oh my god, that's fun. I um, love that show. It's basically like, what I, my two favorite things are HGTV and scrolling on Zillow the way some people scroll on Tinder. So it's like, <laughs> it's all I want is to look at houses.
1: Um, they did, the first episode was... Um, Oh, God. It was TJ Lavin, who's the host of the challenge, and a BMX biker, but I only know him from hosting the challenge because I'm obsessed with that show. Um, but the first person. Oh, God. It was Oh, it was Big Sean. And um, he refused to show his bedroom, which I thought was hilarious. Um, he's, he's like, like I didn't clean me. this room. It's private. He was <laughs> like, That's that's special only for me, and you know who. And then MTV put up a picture of him and Jimmy and Ico, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we knew, but now you just told everyone anyway. <laughs> um, but the second episode had Martha Stewart. <gasps> I love she her. Lives on a farm with, um, like, <laughs> swear to God, she said she has a house for different seasons. Like, Ugh. she showed the winter house, and then she showed um, the tenant house where her daughter is living. But Shonda Rhimes has stayed there before. She has um, a greenhouse just for I think herbs and then like her gardener was in there and she's like oh my daughter wants some jalapenos he's like okay I'll plant some jalapenos and those other peppers you like and um, oh my god she has a restaurant quality kitchen like, um, like literally a restaurant kitchen just in her house and she has horses and she has pugs and the pugs were like barking at the horses and there was like a serious minute where I was like one of those dogs is gonna die because the horses started stomping like when, they were trying like, to squash the pugs like a bug. Did you Did you watch the Shits Creek? Yes,
0: when the when Cuppy the dog gets stepped on by uh, the giraffe and everyone's like devastated, <laughs> and Moro like, "Well, obviously, why would it
1: be yeah the giraffe, <laughs> yeah." Like, (laughs) oh my god all i want is just to
0: be rich is that so hard (laughs) is so much to
1: ask i just want to have enough money where i can live in a nice house and not have to work is that like
0: it's so looked down
1: upon not to want to do anything but you know deep down everyone wants to not do something
0: that's my dream okay so i am if you are a man's sorry women if you're looking for like a roommate I'll be your roommate and we could be really close platonic friends but or like a romantic partners um <laughs> but mostly I'm looking for a man who is you know I'm 27 I'll go f- my last boyfriend was 10 years older than me so I'll go 10 up to age 37 and rich <laughs> and you just want to support me just let me know. We email us at this Is, calm at is this your misconnections flyer? This is put in a photo of yourself um, <laughs> and your occupation, salary, and health care plan. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, men and women,
1: I am also available.
0: So man, you've got double the choices.
1: It's a very recent development. I. Well, Like (laughs) the last month or so, I was like, you know what? I might be bisexual. Uh, 24? That's like a normal age to kind of figure that out. I have always been attracted to women, but never sexually attracted to women. And now I find the idea of having sex with them not gross when I used to think (laughs) it was (laughs) gross. And so it's like, well, I'm attracted to them, and the thought of having sex with them doesn't put me off, so I think I might be bisexual. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, women are objectively hotter than yeah. men. That's just a fact.
1: Like, uh, there's, like, a study that said, like, every there's, there's no woman who is truly straight. <laughs> <laughs> All girls are attracted to other girls.
0: Well, because I feel like women are, like, I, I, like, women are, meant like, kind of taught from a young age, probably because of, like, more of a competitive reason mm-hmm. to kind of, like, take in what other women look like and compare themselves so like you grow up like admiring beautiful women because you're like oh I want to look like Mm -hmm. that like I wish my body looked like hers I wish my hair was as shiny as Mm -hmm. hers like I wish my lips I had fuller lips like hers so like you grow up your whole life comparing yourself to you know beautiful women so like of course you can yeah you, you know appreciate I feel like all women appreciate other women for being like attractive yeah
1: whether you want to be with them or just be them. Yeah, I think, yeah, it took me a while to realize, like, um, the feeling of, like, oh my god, I want to be, like, best friends with them and be around them all the time. And, like, like, like the actress who plays <laughs> Megan Kane. I was obsessed with her for a while before, and then I was in our group on Facebook, our Criminal Minds group, with somebody who was like, she's how, she was my sexual awakening, like, that's how I found out I was gay, And I was like, is that what this is? Is that what my obsession is? <laughs> Oh my god! With criminal minds. I love that. Um but yeah, she's wow. like I follow her it's true. Um <laughs> there are other like um the TikTok trend of like um do you prefer mask or femme? That's also been uh doing wonders for my sexual awakening. <laughs> that and Olympic <laughs> skateboarding. Ooh, <laughs> oh <laughs> i female uh, obviously not the finals because everyone in the finals for olympic skateboarding besides um like ari children. was a child <laughs> um but specifically the skateboarder from japan i was like i think i'm in love with her <laughs>
0: just, i didn't see much of the olympics because i don't have cable i was, um i tried to watch gymnastics highlights because <clears> i love <throat> watching gymna- women's gymnastics yeah
1: i watched men's
0: gymnastics is
1: like it's <laughs> because Team says men's team has been terrible for a very long time um but i watched like the first week or so i was watching every event like i had two events up on my monitor and then one event on the tv like at one point i was watching volleyball and softball on my computer and uh, surfing on the tv (laughs) oh my god the dream
0: um i love the olympics i used to race (laughs) home to watch michael phelps swim (laughs) because i remember so must have been the 2012 olympics i was working at an ice cream shop and i kept getting closing shifts that ended at 10 and his races. We're always at 10.30, So I'd like speed home to try to get home in time to watch Michael Phelps' race because I just loved him.
1: So we're at an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> so we might want to wrap it up. <laughs> so,
0: uh. Fine. If you guys just want to listen to us talk about the Olympics
1: <laughs> that and happened D-coms over a month ago.
0: <laughs> well, if you're like me, you still haven't seen it. <laughs> <that. laughs>
1: and we're about to watch Love of the Irish, so we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so thank you guys for listening. Um, if you like to follow us, you can on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This Is Calm Pod. You can email us any information you have about the show. If you know someone who's been on the show or worked on the show, anything like that, you can email us at This Is Calm gmail.com. Um please like, subscribe, rate, all that fun stuff. Um we are starting to get some viewers outside or viewers, listeners outside of just the people who we've invited to watch the show, this is pretty exciting. <laughs> watch, listen, yeah. <damn>. Um <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week with episode seven of season one of the Minds of the Fox. Ooh. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>